You're listening to the Finding Enough podcast with Jessica Joy Holt, where we will be exploring stories and journeys of how we can find we are enough within ourselves, as well as meditations, mental resets, and more. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for joining and finding enough today. I am Jessica Holt, your host. And today I have with me the lovely Katie Doros. Um, she is a coworker of mine. She's a fellow yogi. She is a mom. She has a lot of amazing things. And I'm so excited to have you on today, Katie. Thank you for joining us. Um, thank you for asking me to come on your podcast. I am totally stoked. <laughs> right. I mean, we had a uh, coffee one day and it just, it could have gone on for hours because it was just so really chill. Could. Yeah. yeah. You, those connections that you have with those people where like, you can just talk and talk and you might not have known each other long, but it feels like you've known each other for lives. That's the kind of connection I have with this lovely lady. So I'm stoked oh, to have her on for you guys. Same. Same. <laughs> so as per usual, we're going to just jump right in to the questions because I just feel like we could talk about it again for hours and we only have like a few minutes, really like 30 minutes or less by the way I like to roll. So the biggest question I wanted to start with you today, Katie, is the journey and finding what brings you joy. I know that you have so many things that you do that bring you joy and it lights you up and I've seen it. And I want you to share with us, how did you go about finding what brings you joy? Wow. Okay. So <laughs> I lived a really long time without knowing what truly brought me joy. And I lived a really long time not doing things that brought me joy, or maybe that I thought did, but maybe didn't really. So I, after my second baby was born, I just really felt this like urge to find a way in life that was different and that felt good and in alignment and, you know, just truer to me. And um, so yeah, I just made it a priority. Um, and I made it a priority to do a lot of self-exploration, um, and do things that I was scared to do, um, that made me feel uncomfortable. Number one being going to yoga teacher training. Oh yeah. Um, I mean like that whole experience just changed me. Um, and I think from there on out, you know, bringing in my meditation practice, um, you know, on a daily basis or as consistent as I could, um, getting intentional about, um, just spending the time with myself, um, in self-reflection and writing down journaling things that I thought, you know, I would be interested in doing, and then just making a plan to little by little go do them, you know, like carving out the time to go do them. Um, so yeah, so like cooking and, you know, gardening and the holy yoga thing and photography and just anywhere that I can bring in the joy. I just try little by little baby steps for me. So <laughs> I love that. So it sounded like a lot of what you were focusing on there was embracing the things that scared you, breaking yeah, them down into sure. things, into steps that you could actually like make it feasible Yeah, and for sure. uh, learning to listen to yourself, to be intentional. Sounded like yeah. those were kind of the big steps that you were doing and finding yeah. what brings you joy. For sure. 
Aww. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I love that. I think those are some great tips and to people who are just, you know, kind of losing the passion or not sure about how to get into things. So what made you take that jump? Cause I know doing a yoga teacher training for me, it was very <laughs> scary at first and I was very uncertain. So what made you take that jump? To do the yoga teacher training? Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> um, you know, again, it kind of comes back to that living a large part of my life. Um, uh, feeling like maybe there was something more. Um, I, I worked in a job for eight years that I didn't love that didn't light me up. Yeah. Um, and honestly my head in those earlier years, it was kind of a toxic place to be like a lot of like, uh, just toxic inner dialogue, like, um, you know, a lot of, uh, perfectionism and well, you're not good enough to do this. And, you know, you're too much of this, you're too little of that. And I just kind of like, felt like, I don't know, there just had to be something, um, more. And then after my second baby, I developed postpartum depression. Um, it was, really intense. Um, and I just remember like Nick would come home, my husband would come home and like, we would all just be like crying. Like I just, it was, it was a really rough time for me after my second baby was born. Um, and it just brought me back to it. There was just this moment where I just knew that I had to change something like something had to change. I had to do something that I had not done before, um, that would get me out of, you know, this, this life cycle that I had been in. Um, so that's when I decided, um, to do the yoga teacher training. Um, it's something that I had wanted to do for a really long time. It's something that I was actually going to sign up for, um, a year prior to, and then I actually ended up getting pregnant. So I was like, well, this oh. is probably not the best time, you know, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, it was just like I can't really put a pinpoint on the specific moment, but it was just that that trying time that I was like something has to change. Something something has to change and I have to do something and this is it. I'm just going to go and try it. You know, I might not ever teach, but I'm doing this for me. You know? So, yeah. I and that's what I did. I <laughs> Love your story so much. I can't imagine, first of all, how hard that must have been going through, <laughs> but how amazing it is that you said that you were going to do it before you the yoga training before you found out you were pregnant and you put it on pause. And then it ended up being one of the things that spurred your like getting out of this, right? By the sound right. of what you shared, it helped get you out of like a, a spiral in the postpartum depression and get you back into what brings you joy and new life and you love. Okay. So that's absolutely. How powerful. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That's huge. Yes. I know if I can share, if I, if I can make, you know, a difference for anybody else, you know, out there that might be struggling similarly. Um, I'm in. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think that that really, that side of things is talked about enough. Um, for sure. It's not just one person that goes through this. It's so common mm -hmm. and it's, it's hard and it needs to be talked yeah. about more. So 
Sure. Thank you for giving that that power. <laughs> um, so spurring off of that, like we said, like it kind of relit you and getting you back into your passion. And we've talked about what brings you joy and passion. So you are one of the people that when I think about living your passion and doing it like consistently, like you're not somebody that just like, oh, I have hobbies and I do them every now and then you're somebody who actually like incorporates them into your life. So mm-hmm. how would you recommend people to live with their jo- with their joy, with their passion? I mean, I set my standard, like I do like a low, set the bar low, right? Like I, yeah. I start with like a baby step, you know? Because if I, if I go in like, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and it's going to look like this. I'm just really setting myself up for maybe a letdown, you know, because realistically, you know, there's only so many hours in a day and you've got responsibilities, you know, you've got kids and working. And, um, so yeah, I think it's just taking the baby steps and being intentional about what you want to do next and then setting up those little tiny actions to incorporate those things in your life that bring you joy. It could be as little, you know, when you're starting out as I'm going to devote 10 minutes of reading and just sitting and drinking my coffee and feeling the warmth in my hand and smelling it and, and taking in the words that I'm reading 10 minutes, start with 10 minutes. Like, and then you build from there, right? Like, you you know, well, I I already did, I did 10 minutes and wow, that felt really good. And okay, well, let's try another 10. Yeah. So that's, that was it for me. My whole journey has just been a series of these little tiny steps that have just, just crazily, like they just added up to this different life. Um, that it feels really good now. I mean, granted, there's always like chaos and, you know, (laughs) those kinds of things, but it's not like all butterflies and roses, but this life feels so much better to me than where I was before. So I'm super grateful for the journey and I'm super grateful for taking those baby steps and don't underestimate those baby steps. Right. It's amazing how right? like, little they can seem at first. Oh my gosh. And I've even been guilty of it when working with uh, my coach and even with working with my own clients where I would, will break things down. And I, like I said, I found it in myself where I'm like, well, that just seems so small. That's going to be insignificant. I want a bigger change. I want a faster change. And then when you look at the reality of it, it's like, well, you're actually creating a great foundation so you can stand up and you, Absolutely. when you fall down, because we inevitably fall down. Um, yes you have this foundation under you now, instead of just going back to the very start. Um, yeah. I love that. setting so. the foundation. I love that. Yeah. That so, makes so much fun. On that, I would love to hear like, what were some of the baby steps that you took that like the ones that's like you said, drinking coffee in the morning and having intentional time <laughs> for 10 minutes, which ones of these, like, really do you think when looking back now mm-hmm. helps change your position into this life that you now live and love? Do you have any that stand out to you? So just being a busy mom of two and, you know, working on the side, but also staying at home with the kids, um, you know, being in charge of taking care of the kids and, and, you know, various meals during the day and all the little things that you have to do. Um, 
just to make life kind of work, I had to get really intentional about my time Mm -hmm. and like, how how do I set up my time so that I, I get to be with myself and I get to, um, you know, just have that time where I can do whatever I need to do, um, to do self-exploration or whatever it is I need to do. Yeah. So me, for me, it was making some small changes, you know, going to bed a little earlier so I can get up in the morning, you know, having that time to myself, um, setting up my meditation practice. I would say my biggest thing that has helped would probably be my meditation practice that I've been pretty consistent with. Um, yeah, just getting up in the morning and that little, even if it's five minutes mm-hmm. in the morning, it, it just completely can change your whole day, like set the tone in a positive way for your whole day. Um, you know, and then from there, um, accepting help, you know, when I need it Yeah, with the kids, huge. like, cause I used to be the mom that was like, no, like I, I need to, my kids need to be with me and like, I need to do everything and like this control kind of aspect. And I had to let go of some of that and, you know, let the kids kind of go with some of the other family members and go, and, and which is really good for them. And it's really good for me, you know? Yeah. So so how did that feel when you gave up? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I kind of want to delve into it a little bit more because that end part is so, I feel like important to so many moms, um, yeah. giving up that space with your kids a little bit, giving them that freedom to be with others and to be able to yeah. ask for help with them. I, I imagine yes. that had to be scary at first, but how did it actually feel once you did it? It feels really good. Like it feels good because you do get the space. Um, but also like your kids get to be with other really cool people and learn from them. Like I don't, when I thought about it, I don't want my kids just learning for me. Like they, no, no, they need to be, <laughs> no, no, they, they, need, they need to be learning from other people. Um, so it felt, it felt good. It felt like the, a good step for us. So, yeah. and for you as an individual, did you feel like you got more of yourself back? Cause you got more, more, and I don't know if that's being phrased wrong as I'm, I'm not a mom yet, but, no. um, it's just, we're always, you're still you, right? You are our mom, you're a wife, you're a yogi, you're all these things, but you're still you first and foremost. So I guess yeah. I'm just wondering if when you got more of the space back for yourself to have that time, did mm-hmm. you feel like you were almost coming back to yourself? I did. Yeah. Uh, and I, still do. It's so good. It's so good. I'm just like, I I'm in this period and I have been in this period of life that is full of self exploration and it, it, it is so fun and it brings me so much joy because, you know, I'm releasing that mentality that like, I'm a mom now and like Mm -hmm. my sole purpose is my kids and, you know, and, um, it just feels good to be able to come back and find these parts of me that I haven't gotten in touch with in a while, or maybe I never even really knew were there. Like there's like new cool things that I'm just like learning about myself. And 
it's fun. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's a little painful. Sometimes it's, you know, it's like all these things blended together, but I'm so happy that I got to embark on this journey and just find me again, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. The journey doesn't stop when you have kids, right? It just keeps expanding and growing. It just keeps expanding and growing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That makes me excited for when I get to be a mom because it's another huge, huge part of the journey. Yeah. You'll love it. You'll (laughs) love it. Another one. Yep. Yeah. So you said also though, that it would, you know, it's kind of scary because there's parts of you that you might not have realized that we're there and that you're uncovering, but I feel like that's just even a deeper part of the journey. Because like we mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, we're talking about how some of the things that we bring us joy, they're scary at first. And so you uncover these parts of yourself as we continue down the journey, which is never going to be like crystal clean and rainbows and butterflies all the time um, because we have to learn. So finding those parts of you that are scary, but making the effort to mm-hmm. d- dive into them and see what they are. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 It has been pretty cool. It's um, very eye-opening and I don't know. <laughs> well, so you speaking to the moms out there, um, maybe getting just a little bit more specific here, because we've talked about what finding what brings you joy, um, living mm-hmm. your passion do you have any specific tips for the moms who can maybe use a few of these steps that you mentioned um, to move forward or even anything else that stands in, out in your mind that you did as a mother to take back joy and passion into your life, taking this time for you while still being mm-hmm. with your kids? Um, I guess I would just say... Um... Just if you can release that, the old mentality of like being with yourself and taking that time for yourself is is like selfish. Yeah. If you can release that and move past it, um, it could be so beautiful. It could be, it could just be the start of something new for you. Um, so don't be afraid to challenge those thoughts. Like just because you have a thought in your head doesn't make it true. Like, you know, so just releasing that and then just being willing to show up for yourself, no matter how small of a step you make, Mm -hmm. celebrate it, you know, celebrate it and see how you feel, right. See how you feel. Yeah. And keep coming back to it. So I, I guess those that. are my tips. Those are great I'm, I'm super simple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's usually what gets us farther, though, is breaking things yeah. down into simple, yeah. simple steps to where we actually can do yeah. them. Um, yeah. And I wanted to expand on one of the tips that you gave, because this is something I've started to do in my practice, because I am somebody who has that like Debbie Downer mentality sometimes where I'll just Mm -hmm. take things almost too personally. I hear them. And then that little voice in my head just really takes it personal and starts to tear, tear myself Mm -hmm. down. So getting that, getting, taking control of that has been a big deal for me over the years. And one of the things now that I'll do is that whenever that happens, whenever I notice a really bad thought coming up or like this thing that this voice in my head that just keeps like replaying this thing that sounds like really negative Um, What I'll do 
is I will write it down on a piece of paper mm-hmm. a journal. Maybe it's just a blank piece of paper. Um, depends where I'm at. And yeah. once you write it down, you are realizing a lot of the times this happens. I write it down. And I realize how crazy it sounds. It's not true at all. Right. And so right. letting me like write it down. Cause I might hear it in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, you're true. I'm not, it's, I'm not enough. Right. And then I write mm-hmm. it down. I'm like, but, but that doesn't resonate with me. That's not actually how I feel. And then I realized that's not me saying those things. And it's a voice that I need to let go of and be quiet. So it, sometimes, like you said, you know, getting past those negative thoughts, like breaking past those things. If you have those kind of mentality issues, like I do, um, just try this practice. Like you can burn it after you can throw it away, whatever works for you. But if you yes. write it down, you're going to notice whether that resonates with you or not a lot faster. I love that. That's, <laughs> that's key. Yeah. I think there's something about seeing, uh, that on paper that makes it hit a little differently, you know? And you'll realize pretty quickly if it's something that does resonate with you or it doesn't resonate with you, or if there's some kind of connection there where you're like holding on to it for some reason and maybe dive into that a little deeper when you do realize that, if you do realize that. Yeah. Getting clarity. It's powerful. Uh, Right. And it's like this, the most like simple of things, right? It's like pen and paper and it's Mm -hmm. like the stuff. And, and just doing it. It doesn't make it easy. Right. But it's a simple tool. Yeah. Which and I love. It breaks the pattern instead of just hearing it in your yeah. mind again and again, having to write it down, breaks the pattern and it gets that clarity. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will call it a wrap for today's episode. Katie, okay. thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I really always appreciate your thoughts and how you share things. So thank you so much for joining. Well, thank you for asking me. Absolutely. And if you guys want to give her a follow, she has great content, adorable kids. She does gardening, awesome cooking. I get like hungry just looking at her feed (laughs) and yoga and yoga. So she does like all these different things. So Katie, go ahead and drop your username so people can follow you if you would like. All right. Yeah. So it's it's at uh, yoga and yokes, yoga dot and yokes. And that's Y-O-L-K-S, right? Yes. Awesome. All right. So give her a follow if you'd like. And thank you guys, as always, for listening. See you soon.